0: Hey, buds, it's Laganja Stranja and Joseph Shepard. And welcome to <gasps> Queen out. out. Hey, hey, it's the podcast where Laganja and I will be breaking down each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 7, all winners in our own way.
1: That's right. We will be comparing my stint on the show, reviewing outfits, spilling some tea, and incorporating you, all the fans.
0: And we love hearing your thoughts and opinions, so make sure to send us an email at Laganjoes L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S, at gmail.com, and we may end up reading your email on the air. Or you can leave us a
1: voicemail at 323-607-5116, and we may... on May, play it on the show. And who knows, maybe Joseph and I will even give you a ring back.
0: Oh, so without further ado. Let's start the show. Laganja, all right, so it's been a week. I, I have to know, you are now traveling the world. You are a jet setter. What has the past week been like for you? Because we also had DragCon for a little bit too.
1: I can't believe it only has been a week. It literally feels like it's been a lifetime <laughs> since I was sitting on your couch, keying with you, dropping the news that we were starting this podcast. I really can't even believe it. It's literally only been a week. That is wild. That's wild to me. Well, I... Have been to, I don't even know how many countries at this point. Let's see. Um, I'm on the work the world tour for those of you who who didn't quite get that uh pun that Joseph was giving you. I've literally been putting the work <laughs> in work the world. And we've gone to Paris and Amsterdam and Scotland, and now we're in uh London right now. So it has definitely been a whirlwind of travel, but I am having such a great time. You know, it's it's been a long time since I was on this show. I did work the world back in very beginning six years ago. And I'm happy to say that this show has just progressed immensely, not only on stage, but off stage. Things are just running incredibly smooth. And I, I'm really feeling grateful, like truly. A lot of times my job is stressful and um, I just kind of want to go home and get stoned. But I'm having a blast with my new sisters and I'm just really enjoying being up on the stage with such high production value and definitely emphasis on high. Because, you know, in my number one... <laughs> we pull out joints uh we use them as canes girl there's smoking references left and right so again to be able to kind of represent the cannabis community on this world tour it's just it's a true true blessing now what about you what have you been up to i know dragcon had to have been crazy for you oh
0: dragcon was crazy but before we before i even get into that i want to know what's your number and your count for your for your outfit now a hundred and what? Well, no. So I'm not doing physical on this tour. <gasps> I Shocking, shocking. You know,
1: this, <laughs> this show actually has a theme, uh, which is sort of like a time machine. It's Asia trying to go back to season 10 to, you know, hopefully win. And unfortunately the time machine gets broken and she goes to different eras. So I represent the
0: 1960s. I couldn't really do physical. It wasn't going to work. So we're, <laughs> we're letting that costume breathe for a second. That's so cool, though, that it's, like, a different time eras. Yeah, this weekend was absolutely crazy. I do not have any idea what you guys put in to DragCon when you guys do this, but I got a little bit of a taste doing that. Um, I had a full couch set up and everything from The Dip, our lovely podcast network, and we had, you know, queens come through. I will say one thing, Laganja, is that how nice all of you queens actually are in person they it do. has been a nice to me <laughs> it's been it's been like what two almost 3 years since I've really sat down with anybody. So it was very good to talk and the chat and I had a good team behind me. And it was, I actually like, people came up to my booth and said, hi, which was really cool. They were like, oh, I watch your interviews. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting to feel a little bit like a superstar. Well, you are a
1: superstar, my love. And I have to ask you, what's your
0: count? How many girls do you think you interviewed? Oh, this past weekend, yes. i I would say I interviewed probably about 45. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, looking at it, I'm like, okay,
1: okay. And where can people find that if they want to like listen or watch? How do they how do they figure that out?
0: So, what we're doing is it will all be it's all on my YouTube channel, um Joseph A Shepherd, and then also we will be transferring all of the conversations over into little mini podcast episodes that we will be uploading onto our channel too.
1: Love it. Well, I definitely had a great time kikiing with you. Although it was short, it was sweet and it was just so awesome, you know, to finally announce this amazing podcast. Now, Ah. I am going to throw a little shade at you because you were supposed to bring our crowns and separate and you forgot. So I'm never going to let that go, just so you know. (laughs)
0: It's okay. Laganja, you know, forgot her her headphones today, too. So that's okay. Oh, (laughs) Oh,
1: I see. She throws it right back. (laughs) Well, baby, honey, that's how I like it.
0: Well, good. So are you ready for a little quickie? Well, I think it's time for Wear It. You wear it well. Or tear it quickie style, which means we Ooh. have so
1: many looks to cover this episode. So why not make one a quickie? So we will describe the looks, and then on the count of three, we will wear it or tear it.
0: Oh, okay. So first up, we have Shea Kule walking into the workroom. This is an orange. Would you call this a bodysuit with some shoulder pads? Is that what that would be? It's a cat suit with a bolero, <laughs> and it is a wear it. Totally wear it. Uh, Miss Jada Essence Hall, this rhinestone jacket. Is that a bodysuit? What is that, Laganja? This is a bodysuit
1: with a motocross jacket, and it is also a wear it. <laughs> you
0: wear, it wear it. Yes, totally. All right, Laganja, how about you describe this next one of Monet <laughs> Exchange? Well
1: monet is giving you lumberjack realness meets it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes yes i i would tear it too i think that the the white is the white little puffs are confusing me more um and now we're on to jinx monsoon who is wearing a um is this a a floral sheer is it sheer it's sheer. You're doing good. Floral sheer. Oh, dress. oh, wow. a floral sheer uh, tearaway. No, no. A what is uh, this called? It's a
1: wrap dress, girl. A wrap. A wrap. <laughs> yeah, you know, like them good old wraps you get at uh, McDonald's. It's a wrap dress. <laughs> and uh, what what do we think of that that wrap dress? <sighs> I'm I'm really torn on this one, you know, pun intended. I feel like it is beautiful and I absolutely would wear it. For the entrance look, I feel like it's a little lackluster. So I feel like it's a...
0: Uh, I feel like it's a wear it. I do. It's a wear it. I feel the same. I also would love to wear that and just walk down the staircase. You know, like right. very... I feel like it, I would feel like a very rich woman. Yes, very sunset.
1: Very Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Raja, with a lot going on, I, I, with the eye around her. I don't know what any of this fabric is. It looks like... Um, we call this couture. This is
1: couture. couture. Okay, yeah.
0: well, there we go. And, and this couture, is- which I have learned, couture means that it's one of a kind, right? One of a kind, usually hand-sewn,
1: hand-created. Um, I don't know exactly what you would call this type of fabric. The pleating is just gorgeous. Maybe it's a I don't I, I don't even know. Is it an organza? I don't know. But I love the eye around her face. I just think she looks so phenomenal. So phenomenal. Phenomenon.
0: <laughs> she looks great. However, I would have to tear it. <sighs> really? You're not featured I- Miss Raja Aja. I think that it is a lot going on. I understand where she was going for it. I believe that if either the eye part was not there or it was just the eye part, I think that that is what's really taking it away from me. But she's
1: yeah. iconic, so she's giving you the brand. I feel like maybe you feel like the outfit is wearing her, she's not wearing it. Yes, okay. there you go,
0: yes, yes. Okay,
1: okay. Well, that's your opinion.
0: <laughs> that's my opinion. That's my. And you know, each week we will give you our opinions, whether you like them or not. But please never, as we will say every show, don't send any queen hate, don't do any of that. We are just having a fun little kiki. These are our opinions. There are a lot of outfits that I wear that sometimes I look back on and go, Joseph, what the fuck were you thinking? It's shit. So, you know. And as we said last week, you know, at the end of the day, these girls have a lot more courage than
1: me to get back up on the show and to be open to ridicule from their peers. So I give them all props.
0: All props. And we have the UK, the Vivian. Um, I see some horned hair and that's all I can really describe. I don't know what else any of this is she's
1: giving us a corset with a little okay. shoulder sleeve detail and then a very nice palazzo pant that's high-waisted i think it is simple but i do think it's gorgeous and i would wear it, you wear
0: it well. i would totally wear it also her makeup is so phenomenal she could literally wear a bag and just come out like oh the makeup makes it so good
1: Agreed. And I think last, but certainly not least, we have good ol' Raven. Now, how was that for a surprise?
0: Can I just tell you, I got so mad during this moment, and I literally turned to my boyfriend and I was like, no, I go, no, 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 no. And I was like, she cannot come in here. I was like, this doesn't make any sense with my fantasy. I was like, "I, I love her, but she's not a winner. And then my boyfriend's like, well, Tyra's never going to come back. So they probably made her, you know, the winner now. Like she took that reign over and I was like, I I don't think that that's it. So to see her have her little gag and everything, I thought was very cute and, but I was very happy that she was not actually a Shangela.
1: Yes, I have to agree. I too was like, uh, baby, this is not the rules. I'm very confused. I don't understand. I'm not accepting this. So I was kind of relieved when it was revealed that it was a gag. Although, you know what? Hey, look, if she were to actually stay and compete in the show, it's not that she doesn't deserve it. She truly is a winner, but I think she's won in life as Rue's makeup artist. So it's like, please leave the stage for those who, um, act have actual crowns now for me the outfit it is a classic raven but it is a little disappointing so i am gonna have to tear
0: it i am going to have to tear it too i think that oh, i don't know what it was the hat felt very And i understand where they were going they wanted to hide her face but i do love the 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 corset i do love that all right. Well we, we did those looks and we had that cookie. Oh yeah, baby. We got it oh, in. We got it. And it we got, in got the... it out. <laughs> now Joseph, do you sense something coming on? Oh, I, I think I do. I think we just hit the <gasps> time war now. Hey. We are at your iconic entrance now, Laganja. I want you to describe the behind the scenes tea.
1: Well, I wore a tartan dress, which feels very appropriate since I just came from Scotland. And it was in the colors yellow, green, and purple. And I really loved this dress. It was made by Ashton Michael, who has um, a dear friend of mine. He was next door to Marco Marco, who also worked with me on the show on a lot of my clothing. But Ashton had this in a sale. So I actually got this piece. I don't remember exactly for how much, but you know, I definitely didn't have the financial stability that I have now back then. So I probably was anywhere between like two to $500. So it wasn't necessarily the most expensive dress ever, but it was such a you know, classic shape. It had a, a great corseted top with a really flouncy bottom with a lot of yellow underneath the pattern of the skirt. It had a beautiful headpiece that was uh, made out of the same uh, tartan material and then had like these huge feathers coming out. And the favorite part of my outfit actually was my shoes. I had these bright yellow shoes that my designer at the time, named Alex Navarro, created with like ostrich feathers. So we had ostrich feathers coming off the shoes in bright neon yellow to match the lining of the skirt. And uh, yeah, I still to this day think it's such a strong look. It's an iconic look. People remember it. So I'm very proud of that moment.
0: Do you still have that outfit?
1: I do, of course. You know, I have gotten rid of many of my pieces. In fact, I definitely sold my Eiffel very attacked jacket, which <gasps> was made by Marco Marco. Um, but this piece, no, I have kept it near and dear to my heart. I don't think I'll ever really let it go unless it's, you know, for some charity later on in my life and we can raise a lot of money with it
0: because it's just such a, a piece of herstory to me. It is. And then you, of course, you had your famous entrance line. I think, come on, season six, let's get sickening. How did, how did you even think of that? Did you, was that like pre-planned? How did that work?
1: Everything I did on the show was pre-planned. I am, uh, you know, a musical theater baby. So I believe in rehearsing what you're going to do. So I definitely rehearse things like my entrance or going underneath the table. Now, the smoking sign that I put in my head, that actually was not planned. I just saw that in the hotel and was bitter. They wouldn't let me smoke weed. So I did that as like, you know, a moment to show people like, oh, you're not going to allow me to smoke? Well, watch this. I'm going to let everybody <laughs> know you're not allowing me to smoke. So it's you know, my silent protest. But for the most part, definitely the entrance it was you know well rehearsed and how did i come up with that line who knows i was obsessed obviously with saying come on insert whatever um i used to say that all the time and then the show kind of killed that for me i don't really ever say come on now unless it's you know in a drag race show and i'm referencing my old lines but that definitely used to be a catchphrase of mine where come on whatever i loved and then sickening i think that's just a term many dancers use um you know in high school most dancers that's What we would say, like, oh, she's sickening. So I just kind of took the two together and made it happen.
0: And then you did your dip.
1: You know, I had to give them the dip right away. I wanted people to know from jump that I was that girl.
0: And you did. I, I think that your entrance was the first entrance that from a drag race franchise that I actually remembered like full line, like you made it known. You made yourself very, very prominent in that. So that theater background, good for it.
1: Yeah, you know, I think entrance lines, you know, definitely were a thing before me, but I think I really took that to the next level. At least I hope I did because, you know, seasons after me, we saw that people put a lot of attention into what they would say first. And, you know, I grew up and still watch The Housewives. So I love a good tagline.
0: I, I am with you there. Well, Laganja, you may like a good tagline, but while we're here in our time warp, do you also like a good reading challenge i don't know i really don't (laughs) it gives me a
1: lot of anxiety i mean i can read the dolls backstage like in the kiki with the girls but when it comes to like okay now we have to like actually read each other and be funny and intellectual and oh no it gives me anxiety the house down like truly and that's why i was so shocked in this first episode when they had to read each other right away i was just like oh my God. Now here's a little tea. Usually the way that works is you will be given a list of girls that are potentially going to be there. I.e., you're given the cast. Mm -hmm. So girls do have some time to prepare their reads, but you know, I really liked Raj's approach. I feel like that was something that I would very much do. Like just go on in there and just do one good read and get out, like get in, get out very quickie style. Um, But you know, a lot of the other girls really also super impressed me with their reads. I, I think it is such a skill, obviously, as we say, it's fundamental. Um, and you know, to be witty and and funny and poke fun at, but not be too mean. There there really is that fine balance. And I think we saw a lot of that this episode.
0: Oh, yes, we saw a whole lot of it. And do you <laughs> you said you said a good balance and to not be too hard and it reminded me. Do you remember when Alexis Michelle when they called out Alexis Michelle for whatever like her weight or something and then she took it so offensively and then she went and she called out somebody else for some I those moments are so comical to me did you you did a reading challenge in your season right?
1: I did. I think they called me Dr. Seuss because I tried to make all mine rhyme. Don't ask me why, girl. I literally was going, you know, without my medicine. So I was losing my mind. So I thought it'd be cute to like make a little rhyme scheme. And uh, it wasn't. It was it was definitely a flop. It was definitely a fish flop.
0: (laughs) Wait. Okay. so you. When, d- when did you guys do your reading challenge? Because it has to be a little bit of time since you guys are all new queens, right?
1: Exactly. Our reading challenge, I want to say, didn't come in until like probably the fifth or sixth episode because I feel like Gia Gunn wasn't there because she's such a reader and I feel like I would remember her reads. So I think she went home episode four. I, I sent her home. <laughs> Where's the glamour? And, um, you know... I knew you were going to get get on that way out. Where is the
0: glamour? Please tell me you saw the Twitter drama. I the did Twitter. see the Twitter drama. And you know what? I think that we could just take a little stop right now. I need to know what you thought of your sister, Miss Gia Gunn, saying where was the glamour at DragCon and that nobody's outfits were to par, according to Gia Gunn. What did we think of that? That's
1: right. Drew Paul's Drag Race 2022 will forever be known as the year there was no glamour or beauty. I mean, look, girl, you know, I have a sense of humor. I know my sister is absolutely undeniably ridiculous. I think, you know, to take it with a grain of salt, I totally understand why it hurt girls' feelings. I totally respect that. I totally. I get it. I totally understand how that could hurt someone's feeling, especially the newer girls who have put so much work into being there. And, you know, uh, there was a lot of great clapbacks, girl, a lot of great clapbacks. And I think ultimately that's what I enjoyed is because it was a reading session and Mm -hmm. everybody started reading. And it was to me in a lighthearted spirit, because at the end of the day, I don't need Gia Gunn to tell me I'm beautiful. I know I'm beautiful. I know I served the glamour this year. And so who cares if she didn't see that, you know, she can still be one of my dearest friends and not think that I serve glamour. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you know, she came in her little Fashion Nova dress and her little uh, <laughs> strap up pump. So it's like, you know, it's like everyone should just learn to laugh at what Miss Gunn says because it's not really intended to be mean. It's intended to be shady and to be that character that she is. It's just like NeNe Leakes, you know, she is one of my favorite Reality villains because I believe her shade even though it may cut it may hurt some people for the most part It is to just stir it up and to get people going. It's not intended to really be hurtful So that's my opinion on that
0: I was dying I just think it's funny because I feel like Gia inserts herself into situations That nobody ever wanted Gia to be in but when she does it it is so funny because it's like well, there we go. Like, con, these looks might have been great for everybody, but Gia has an opinion. And you know what? When Gia speaks, everybody will listen.
1: I mean, girl, she got the whole, not only the whole fandom, but all, all the sisters riled up. And that's, to me, you know, a, a power move. Whether you like it or not, Mama, she got y'all talking, and I live.
0: It was so good. Other good things that came from this reading challenge. I died when Jinx told Jada Essence Hall to look over there. It's the exit. I don't know (laughs) why. I was like, that is a good one. Then she called out, you know, Raja for being a grandmother and the Gemini's having two faces line. Those were my favorites. Jinx took that reading challenge for me. What about you?
1: Yeah, no, like I said, I definitely think it was Raja with the B-O-O-G-E-R-S. I just loved it. It was just quick. It was sweet. It was simple. It reminded me of her season with the Boogers and the Heathers. And, you know, I just thought it was a classy, classic move.
0: And you know, seeing Rue laugh at that and get it. I think that that's the cool thing, too, is that these winners all have a special place in Rue's heart. And I think that sometimes with the all well, stars see seized- well, well, yeah
1: except maybe jinx cuz he didn't remember her name at DragCon. i know you saw that too <laughs> girl
0: he did i, didn't I see know that. you saw that girl oh for real that that hurt my feelings it, that that was that was a big one yes
1: i even messaged jinx and was like sister i'm so sorry that happened and she really seemed to take it with grace i don't think it offended her which is amazing you know but that to me i was like even if it was a joke i was like come on rue i think Mm -hmm. also jinx was a little disappointed because now she thinks everyone assumes like oh that means she didn't do well on the show because he can't remember her name but it's like girl miss rue was on them house of love cocktails okay (laughs)
0: house of love cocktails guys if you haven't tried the house of love cocktails i will say to you you are in for the ride of your life
1: they were pretty good i mean you know
0: well what flavor what flavor did you get what flavor didn't i get
1: oh okay um i had to try the full rainbow the full roster
0: yeah there was there was one i think it was like a mango or something and i had it and I was doing an interview and I was like, oh my God, this just hit. I was like, it was a surprise when it came over you. <laughs> I think it was
1: peach and orange, right? Yes,
0: yes, yes. That's yeah, what it was. That, that was, was the one. best one. Uh-huh. That was the best one. I agree. So if you guys want to try them out, you know, feel free to try out a House of Love cocktail. Or if you are a cocktail brand, you can sponsor us and we'll give you um, an a, even a- better shout out. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Before we get to break Laganja, there was a very iconic moment. Naomi Uh, Campbell walking down the runway, teaching the girls a little bit about a runway walk and then judging them. But that last moment with Shay was literally everything.
1: Yeah, I totally cried. Like I totally ugly, you know, trans girl sobbed, girl. It was just such a moment for me like, you know, my biggest icon in life is Missy Elliott. So I've always hoped that I will have that moment one day where I like get to meet her and get to like perform in front of her or something of that, you know, moment or something like that moment that we saw with Shay and Naomi. And you could just really tell like Shay has studied that woman. She respects that woman. And so to have her, you know, kind of be given back that love and admiration that she's given Naomi, it was just it was really beautiful. I thought it was so special. And I also thought Shay completely ate the runway. Like Oh, she tell. did. She She's has been amazing. waiting
0: for that moment.
1: Yeah. And she definitely stepped up to the plate and totally hit a home run. It was amazing.
0: I also think that Shay is just getting to meet all of her idols too, because I saw all the girls in The View. And Shay pulled out a picture that she drew of Whoopi Goldberg at the age of 15. And I was like, Shay, you're meeting all of your idols right now. I was like, one day, one day. Exactly, we just gotta keep working and slaying as hard as her. Exactly, and we have to keep hoping because I, I feel like she always hoped for that moment of walking that runway and it, she put it, into, put it into play.
1: That's right, believing is everything, the power of belief. I really, I'm so all about that,
0: 100%. Well, I think it's time we believe in a break right now and we'll be right back. We are back and it's queening out. And Joseph Shepard and Miss um... Laganja Estranja. Oh yes, Miss Laganja Estranja is there. You are currently in London on your work the world tour, being a That's complete right. diva. How's it? How does it feel to now be working with new sisters? Right, you're doing a lot of new sisters. It makes me feel old, girl. <laughs> it makes me feel like. Oh my gosh, I got to start
1: eating vegan and doing more yoga. I mean, they're just so skinny. I just don't even understand. Like, I used to be a skinny mini too, but you know, ever since the hormones, she has been more hungry. She's been gaining weight in places I didn't even know you could gain weight, like the back of your knees. And girl, I mean, these. The back of your
0: knees.
1: Yeah, girl, I just, you just gained weight in all these places. Like, (laughs) what's going on? Like, what? I didn't know you could gain weight there um but no you know they're really all so so nice and you know they're also grateful to be here and i think that makes like a huge difference you know when you're working with girls who are grateful for the opportunity that's all i feel like you can ask for you know cuz i've worked with some divas in the past on the work the world who are very uh you know uh I need this, I need that, what's happening here, you know, and that energy for me, it just kills it. And working yeah. with people who are genuinely excited to show up every day and do what they do. I mean, I've gotten so close with Rose, it's so cool. Like, she loves what she does and she feels the true pop star fantasy every night and seeing the joy that she gets from what she does, well, it just makes me want to work harder, you know? And girl, you know me and Miss Vanjie are cutting up. Girl, Miss <laughs> Vanjie and I, we are trouble oh yeah i think when we get together the rest of the castmates are like go in the other room just go girl they're about to go crazy girl so yeah it's been a lot of fun
0: well speaking of fun did you like the fun performance by rupaul i have to go here before we even get into this legendary challenge um did you find rupaul's performance legendary I'm going to give an honest opinion because I (laughs) this is my confusion and this is just me thinking I understand maybe it's camp. Maybe he's this is his version of camp. Um, If I were RuPaul's age and if I were to do the exact same thing and if I were to watch that back on a screen, I wouldn't let it out. That's my own way of how I think about like my career, and my trajectory and stuff. It's just like if there's a moment where it doesn't look 100%. I, I I don't understand it. And I know that the past when he's had like the finale, like this past finale and stuff, and he does these performances or a little like two-step or whatever it is. I don't know now if he's just playing it for the joke. Like that's where I, I get very confused. I'm like, is it a joke? Because people are being like, oh, you know, he used a stunt double for that one time in the Christmas special, or he did this and that. like that's, I'm like, is it a joke or is he being serious? Cause I have no idea. Yeah, I think he's being serious. And I definitely, <laughs> think, you, and I definitely think you hit
1: the nail on the head with it wasn't a hundred percent. And that's what I ultimately feel, you know, as a choreographer, I'm always looking at staging and I felt like, you know, whoever choreographed it, probably Jamal Sims, did a great job with the dancers. They moved around Mother yes. Rue as much as they could, but it just felt like Mama Rue couldn't really move. And she was just stuck in the center and like would hit a couple of arm moves. And I just feel like if at this point, like that's where you're at and and your ability to move, like we should just give you a huge, huge gown and put you in the center of the stage so that you can't move. Like, we should make it so that, like, we're not expecting her to move Mm -hmm. because I felt like, just like you said, her trying to move, it was just, it was a little lackluster. Now, I loved the outfit. I think the song was actually really great. great. And the song is really great. I mean, Mother Rue is looking very correct on this season. And you know what? At the end of the day, I think she does know that that is not her strong suit. She's not a dancer, you know? So I think she's in on the joke in that way. But it definitely just felt like, and here's a shameless plug for my new song, you know? It yes. just it did it was like, we're not really adding anything to the show by giving us this, but you know. At the end of the day, it's mother and we all must bow down to thee, whether we like it or not, because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her.
0: Egg- exactly. And I I thought I loved the song. I love the outfit. I love the hair. The makeup was phenomenal. The guys dancing were great. But like you, like we said, a hundred percent. And I think you can always i'm not a great i'm the worst dancer in the world i will say that i cannot pick up a lick of choreography if i were to go home on a drag race challenge it would be dance i understand the hard (laughs) part about it but it's like um rue said multiple times before if you can sell a performance if you can sell it in your face you don't have to be doing the biggest dance moves and i think that that's what it was it was the selling it for me
1: yeah she sold it short she definitely didn't sell the sunset so Love your rue, but next time, maybe like I said, let's wear a big gown and just stand in the middle and let the girls go around you.
0: Yeah, it could be it could be like hold it against me, that Britney Spears thing where she just flew up and she was up in the air and the big dress was just draped down, and then she could have all the men dancing around her dress, you
1: know? Right. I love it. Or maybe like let's make it a theme, like she's like been burgled and so she's strapped to a chair, you
0: know, or oh, something yes, like that. Yes, yes. Yes. Maybe she'll be like the puppet coming up in Snatch Game, you know, where she was like to the <laughs> So we had the queens for the main challenge perform a verse and choreography to Legendary, a RuPaul's new song. Um, did you have any standouts, Laganja?
1: I did. I definitely had my eyes on Trinity the Tuck. I really think she was amazing. And I know the judges clocked her for not knowing the words, but I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I mean, I just thought she was such a, a showman or a showgirl. Um, I also loved Shea Kule. I mean, I just think she's amazing at what she does. Her outfit was so Britney Spears, made by Marco Marco. And um, I loved her verse and I loved the way she served it. I also thought Jada was really good too, the way she moved down the line of the girls. That was pretty impressive while, you know, keeping her humor in her verse. But definitely for me, my favorite was Trinity.
0: I thought Trinity looked phenomenal. That blonde hair on Trinity, it was, I she looked like a totally different person beautiful. Uh, I I mean, all the white girls out of drag definitely,
1: you know, look like they're from outer space. So it's just true. I mean, Mama, Mama, the white kids, girl, they have been surged and plucked and tucked.
0: And it's Trinity the tuck and she has been, like you just said, surged and tucked and plucked, you know?
1: Extraterrestrial. Extra, extra read all about it.
0: I love, too, that she is so comfortable and just saying that out loud and, like, admitting that she's had work and stuff done. I don't know why. I find that so honorable when people can just be, oh, yeah, I had this done. Because I remember watching like old Barbara Walters interviews and there would be like a celebrity on there and you could clearly tell that they had like injections or something on Barbara would be like, oh, and you've had work done? And they'd be like, no, I've never had work done. And you're like, no, bitch, why are you hiding it? Just say right. it. Well,
1: I think the stigma has definitely changed. And, totally. you know, in and- In the drag world, um, I feel like it's also a part of the art a lot of the times, you know, especially even with the body work. So I I say it to be funny, but I also say it to, to, you know, say I support it. Are you kidding? If y'all don't think I'm about to get some Surge trust, she will be. (laughs) You will be.
0: I was dying when Jink said rub-a-dub-dub, scrub-a-dub, whatever that line was. I was like rub-a-dub-dub and I I was like, I don't, anytime somebody does a weird ass voice in these songs, I just latch on because I'm like, that is the weirdest thing. Um, I love that, I loved, uh, Monet has such a good voice. And anytime she sings, I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know if it's a little like church choir from a long time ago, but it is the, I, I love it. It's so soothing to me, her voice, like I, it's great. Those are my two favorites.
1: Your earphones are working, babe? Yeah, do you hear me? No, I, I meant because you were saying that about Monet.
0: Oh! <laughs> oh! Damn, damn, damn. The read, the read, the read. No, no, no. I live for Monet, for sure. She's a star, no <laughs> doubt. But just like that reading challenge when the, when uh, it was said that, you know, Monet's no Bob, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's time for wear it. You wear it well. Or tear it for this main runway theme. We have I'm crowning. All right. I'm going to give it to you, jove What is Raja wearing?
1: Raja is giving us, I believe, an Indonesian take um, on, you know, royalty. She looks freaking phenomenal. I love, again, that she is sticking with her natural hair, the gray hair. I think it is so... So cool. I love just the shoes that really inspired the whole outfit. She said, I loved the crown. It's definitely a wear it for me. You
0: wear it well. 100% aware it. And I love, I may be incorrect, but I felt like she was referencing her Marie Antoinette um, from season three look. I I loved everything about this look. I love the hair. It just felt very, and also that makeup was killer. Um, Totally a wear it for me. Agreed. Jinx Monsoon. We have a very regal. Um, what Um, What's that crown called? Is that like a name for that? Because I know that it's very like Virgin Mary. That's home. what I was going to say. Yeah. It's giving me Virgin
1: Mary for sure. I absolutely adore this look. And I'm just like, wow, I really hope Jinx is going to bring more of this to the runway because she is giving us fashion. I mean, she looks phenomenal. The hair, the makeup. I love the crown. The crown is just so special, so beautiful. I loved that she had this beautiful, you know, voluminous dress, but then was able to stick her leg out and still give you the whore. <laughs> I, I, this is an absolutely wear it.
0: You wear it well. One hundred percent and absolutely wear it. Also, I would love this fabric in a nice satin two-piece pajama set. I don't know why, it just looks like it would feel good.
1: I'm going to disagree with you and I'm going to say, no, that fabric looks a little stiff. I don't think, yes, it's shiny and you're getting the silk vibration from it. I see that, but I don't think this is a silk, girl. I think it's more of a broquet, a broquet vibration. So no, I don't think.
0: I want to tell you, Lagaja that this past week, I've had so many people message me about Yeevee booty shorts and my my friends too were like, um, Joseph LaGanja's right. Why in the world would you want those as <laughs> booty shorts? And I was like, guys, there's a reason why I'm not a fashion connoisseur, and that's a reason why LaGanja is literally teaching me things. And I said, What in the world was chiffon? I do not know this stuff. So I love it. It's it's the best. Like I'm not gonna pretend like I, I know because then that's when I'll step on feet. <laughs> down, down. Well, it's okay. Just keep telling me you wanna wear things, then I'll make sure you don't. Well, I'll tell you what I don't want to wear. I don't want to wear Monet's outfit. This, oh oh my gosh, there is just something about it that I do not like. You describe this.
1: Yeah, this is like um, giving us sort of a cross between like motocross, you know, vibrations, like very like I'm going to ride on a, you know. Oh, moped or whatever those are called, uh, motorcycles, mm-hmm. motocross—that's where they get that name. Okay, y'all yeah, making sense? And then she's giving us like this, like puffer sleeve, but with like these open hips that are caged. I mean, look, Michelle Visage was all about it. And, you know, it is in the trans colors, which I love. Mm -hmm. But for me, I I don't know. This outfit didn't hit right. I feel like the brown shoe definitely took me out. I feel like it should have been black, like the zipper and like, you know, the hair. I think a black shoe would have helped it. I also think like maybe no puff sleeves. Like maybe puff sleeves were too much. Like maybe if this was just like a vest with the cool pants, or if it was like normal pants with the puff top, like I just think it was like a lot of ideas. I will say though, it is probably one of my favorite crowns on the runway. Like I am obsessed with how the crown is actually in her hair. Her hair is so creative to me always. I think she does wear more simplistic outfits. So I love that she will always give you hair art, extravaganza. So for me, um, it is a tarot, but props on the hair, Mama.
0: I love the hair. I think that the hair as a separate entity is gorgeous, is beautiful. It looks great on her. But I feel like there's three separate ideas that tried to mold into one and it just didn't work for me. The shoes, I think like you said, they just fully take you out of it because it, the brown, why the it doesn't necessarily match anything well, that she's wearing to
1: me. They're Timberlands. So it kind of goes with that kind of hip hop style. Oh. So I, I get where she's going with it. But again, I just think
0: she should have done a black Timberland, would have looked better. agree 100%. So I would tear that. Yep. Trinity. The top comes down in a purple, gorgeous dress that I don't know the name for. Laganja, let's go for it.
1: This is a purple velvet mermaid fantasy. I mean, my God, this is drag. Like, this is drag at the height of 2022. I mean, this is exactly what I was expecting from this season. Legendary, iconic moments that I Could never afford. And that's what she gave me. I mean, she gave me, I am so rich. All of you little sissies, sit down and wait your turn because I am that woman. I mean, it's phenomenal. The large sleeves... You know, the tassels, the beaded fringe hanging from it. I mean, the way that the rib cage is exposed with the material coming out from underneath this gorgeous pop of orange hair. You know, I love orange and purple, great complementary colors to one another. The -the over-the-top drag jewelry, which I'm pretty sure I said on our last episode, you know, is not my favorite. Well, mama, if you're wearing a dress like this, yeah, you need drag jewels. So the fact that she brought that all together and then, I mean, if I was going to critique anything, I'd say the headpiece, which is supposed to be the vibe, right? The crown. It is a little like, eh, OK, underwhelming. But I think overall, it's just unbelievable. I can't even imagine what this cost. It's an absolute wear it from me. You it
0: well. I agree with you, except for one part. And that is, I love everything about this dress. I love the hair. I love the makeup, everything about it. I totally would wear it. I always have an issue when girls have difficulty walking in dresses. And I understand that it's not that big of a deal, but I want to know how long it took Trinity to get to the end of the stage. It took, It took. (laughs) (laughs) you saw her, she was trying so hard. I was like, so in my head, I guess, I would love to know your perspective on if you do have a dress like this, is the thought that, hey, you know what? It's going to be difficult to walk in this, so I'm, but it's beautiful, so I'm going to do it. Or is there the ability to be able to make that walkable? No. No.
1: No, it's not. I mean, girl, I wore that huge-ass ball gown to the drag con this year and then was like, oh, right, I have to walk in this. And it was miserable. <laughs> so, like... No, I think that she absolutely took the right approach, which is slow and steady. Gorgeous. I'm not going to I didn't really see her struggling. We just knew she was struggling because she was moving slow. Yes, but she did. She did it gracefully. She never tripped. They sped it up just fine in editing. So for me, uh, I give it a pass. I really do. I, I know what it's like to wear dresses that are super hard to walk in. And, you know, sometimes the glamour is just
0: worth it. Sometimes the glamour is just worth it. And there's a lot of times why Joseph doesn't wear these things because um, <laughs> he, would, he would complain the whole time. Um, the Vivian comes out and she has a scepter and uh, a beautiful... What would you call this dress? It's very, like, peasy. I honestly don't know. I didn't get a close enough look. I thought
1: maybe it was made from linen or, like, a loincloth yes. type vibration. Maybe even, like, a... You know, those sacks you jump in as in as kids. What oh, are those um,
0: um potato sacks.
1: Potato sacks. Now, obviously, it's not made from potato sack, but it definitely had that quality, that texture yes. to the fabric. Now, I love this look. I am like, okay, Viv, this is what I've been waiting for. You're giving me fashion, you're giving mm-hmm. me current, you're giving me uh, you know, forest nymph. I just I love the look. A I forest love nymph. <laughs> she is, right? She's not giving you forest nymph. Yeah. Um she's just, uh, she just looks so fashionable. She looks of the now and I loved how nude, you know, everything is, it's it's such a bold choice. You know, a lot of times something like this on the runway, you could be completely washed out, but I thought she stood out and I loved the shoe. I loved the hair as the crown again, the neck piece with the little white little things sticking out of it. I mean, the long
0: nails, it's just a home run for me. It's an absolute wear it. 100% 100% an absolute wear it. I love these shoes. I do not know what they are, but I love... I would totally wear that just to be able to wear it once and say my feet hurt. Um, and I this- was
1: about to say, you're over here talking about, oh, well, I would be so annoyed with this gown and I couldn't walk in it. And now she wants to put on Alexander McQueen shoes and walk. Okay, girl,
0: now what? Now what? I mean, you know me pretty well because when I was at DragCon and I was sitting on my couch, my shoes were not on for that. So I don't. Mm, you're right on that. Um, was was Max on your season?
1: No. Mm-mm.
0: He, I will say that um, the how the VIBS makeup is and how she has that white kind of um collar on and how it kind of like folds out. It reminds me of when Max did the white hair with the white little beard. That little, I don't know what it is, but that little like push forward in that uh, neck piece to me screams a little bit of Max.
1: Can't say I remember that moment, girl. Sorry, but I am currently not wearing shoes right now either. So there's that.
0: Well, hey, I I will take that. Um, Another person who wore shoes very similar to what the Viv wore was Evie Oddly and her... How do you pronounce the word? I want to know how you say it. Do you say what? Please say C-R-A-Y-O-N. Crayon. You say crayon. I do. Do you say crown? I it took me until about a year ago to understand that there was a different pronunciation of this world word. My little. Tennessee ass always said crowns. I was like, Oh, it's a crown. I
1: love it. Well, you know, that's the story behind this look. And I definitely um, got to ask Evie about this look. And, And she said, you know, as a kid, she always called them crowns. And so that was why she wanted to do this. And I was like, I love that about Evie. I love that. She always, thinks outside of the box. Now it may not always be a hit for me, but her creativity and the level of, you know, uh, just the way she looks at things. It's so different. And I love that. And I loved this look I thought this look was so well executed right down to the jock strap in the back you know normally I think I would like have to like fight, fight you on that but like no I really liked it I thought this really represented her but it was elevated it was so well put together the way the crowns are melting onto her forehead and then that's you know carried throughout the outfit and I loved how off the sides of her hips you know the I think it was latex continued this dripping vibe and the fact that she has matching gloves and shoes I mean this is this is this is how you do oddball to me this is just so well thought out and uh i really love this look it's an absolute wear it from me you
0: wear it well i agree midway i absolutely love the headpiece. i love the colors i love this concept after you said crown i was like oh my gosh so fucking genius i think that my only thing is that to me the the corset part and the shoulder pad top looks a little bit like um how they how you guys sometimes would have to do the hodgepodge like make your own stuff and i think that sometimes with evie there's a a very blurred line between crafty and like elevated crafty i guess you would say sure and sure. i i think that this fell like right in the middle where some parts of it were gorgeous and fashionable, but I believe that there were other parts for me that felt a little bit more crafty, but I, I mean, I would totally wear it. I love it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not getting craft from it at all. I think it's really, I think it's executed so well. She's cinched in at that waist. I mean, I know what it's like to work with latex. It's very difficult. The fact that she got that all over these like football inspired shoulder pads. I don't know. It's just to wear it for me. I love it. I think it's cool. There we go.
0: Uh, Miss Jada Essence Hall and the flower is uh is it a lilac?
1: It's an iris. So I love that. I think that that's like so cool. I'm not like, quite for sure how that like tied in with the crown, but I really liked it. I thought the dress was super unique. I loved the dreads going all the way up to the top with this itty bitty tiny crown. I thought that was really fun in camp. Uh, I think she looks gorgeous. It's, it's a wear it for me. You wear it well.
0: 100%, I agree with you. Love the color on her. The hair, I am dying for the hair. And then that little baby crown at the top, so adorable. Love it, wear it for me as well. Shea Kule comes out. Oh my gosh, this fantasy and everything that she is giving me. Oh, I'm, I'm passing it to you to describe this beauty.
1: I, I mean, it's just truly Iconic. It is just, I mean, it's my favorite look of the night. I absolutely adore it. I mean, the prosthetic ears with the huge pieces of jade. Yes. The headpiece, which is, you know, made of hair and it's her own crown. This beautiful floral print outfit, which I believe is a famous designer. I'm pretty sure when they started like critiquing, Michelle said the name of the designer, and I was like, oh my God, work. So that's really expensive as well. I mean, it's just it is a home fucking run for me like this is how you crown this is how you crown I mean she is a mother queen and I live I live for this look it is something I will remember for a very long time I think it will definitely go down in her street I agree with Carson it's one of the best looks the show's ever seen
0: she is so smart too because she has these great concepts that she can construct her concepts extremely well. Whatever team she has behind her or whatever creativity that she puts out, like, this is the level to me as what her All-Stars 5, like, that nude illusion um, rhinestoned outfit, gorgeous. Like, I love when her mind goes there. I totally would wear this.
1: Yeah, and again, you know, her simplistic choice of neck piece with the two big bracelets, like, she didn't overdo it. She really let... The outfit and the hair and the ears speak for themselves. I mean, ugh, I just love it. I love it so much. It's
0: such a moment, such a moment. And then we get our top two. It's Monet Exchange and Shay Coley. <laughs> the lip, <laughs> the lip sync song Girl. was the most unexpected thing in the world. Old MacDonald. I mean, I
1: love Ella Fitzgerald, but I was like, okay, if I had been given this, I would have been like, okay, this is a gag. Like, what? (laughs) Like, what? It was such a weird song and, you know, they definitely made the best of it. And I have to say, yet again, Shea Coulee looked freaking phenomenal. Like, oh my God. What are we going to get from her this season? She must have had the most like insane amount of suitcases because like this is just so ethereal and beautiful and yeah, she killed it to me, killed
0: it. I love too, that all the girls go back into the Untucked Lounge and then they all change into the most random outfits. Some of them change into like earlier outfits. Some change into like how you just said, Shay has this beautiful, um, like turquoise-esque whatever outfit this is. And it's Organza. just- or- <laughs> It's just so comical to me because they all came out in different things and different looks. And there's no there was no substance to it either, you know, and that's what I thought it was hilarious. Um, The lip sync. I was like, okay, old McDonald, I can go with you here. I understand where we're going. Laganja, if you were to do that lip sync, what would you have done? Is there any how would you have gone about that? Would you have made it comical? Would you have made it? I think I would have just sat down and cried, girl. I would
1: have have been like, I can't believe I have to lip sync this. I mean, no, I would have gone for it. Sure, I would have been funny. I would have quacked like a duck and barked like a dog and done whatever I needed to do.
0: (laughs) Well, Shay did what she needed to do. She ended up winning, and she blocked Trinity the Tuck with the Platinum Plunger. Now, this Platinum Plunger is a brand new thing that they are introducing into All-Star 7. So... If somebody does win the main challenge and they do get that Legendary Legend Star, they get to block one of the contenders uh, from getting a Legendary Legend Star the following week. So that basically is the biggest way to weed out your competition. You can hand off the plunger to somebody who you think may end up being so great the next week and it may end up doing you a big favor, but will it cause drama? first of all Laganja I'm confused about this plunger I don't get it uh, a plunger is used to unblock toilets so why are we giving people plungers and I thought that platinum is not gold I thought it was a white gold right right
1: and this is definitely a, a gold, gold. Plunger. <laughs> yeah I was completely lost too. I did not understand it at all But I was like, you know what? It's better than the chocolate bar.
0: You know what it is? Because I didn't have to hear, it's chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. no, I love the new setup. I'm so glad that we were right in our first episode. Um, and that this is the way it's working this year with the point system, with the legendary legend icon badge arouski. and you know I thought this is so fun that they get to like block one another. And I mean I thought it was a very smart choice of Shay to block Trinity. Trinity was a uh, definitely in the top of this challenge, and we know that she's you know got a great track record. So it was really really kind of fun to me. I lo- I love this whole vibe. I think it's a lot less mean.
0: Yes, it's a lot less mean. And it seems like the girls are actually having a good time now that they don't have to worry about being eliminated. It's kind of like, you know what, I'm going to go balls against the wall for this challenge. If it works, it doesn't. If it, you know, that's just how it is. And then they are fucking killing it. Like, They're just giving it their all. And you see the passion. And I think sometimes when we have these all-star season, the passion starts to go if you're not winning or if you are constantly in the bottom or your friends or foes may vote you out. Love the new setup. Me too. Absolutely. Here's what you missed
1: and Untucked.
0: Well, Jinx calls out Trinity and Monet's alliance. Uh, We get a topic about Facetune Dick from Monet and Cameron Diaz visits and... That's what you missed in untuck. Well, thanks for telling me, gal, because I definitely missed it. So <laughs> it's a good to learn all of that. <laughs> well, before we go into break and then cover episode two, I want to leave with the topic of conversation because there was a whole conversation where Monet said that once upon a time, she went to hook up with a guy and a guy had facetuned his dick on grinder and she went and it was dilapidated when she got there have have you ever experienced somebody face tuning nude or their body parts for a potential date or a hookup or have you ever done the same
1: yes i have and yes i will continue to Sweetina. a single photo you will ever get from me will not have been touched by a filter and a shop that's right. I will absolutely smooth out the cakes. Yes, I will even out the skin tone. Yes. I will out the fantasy. Yeah, of course. Good. I mean, I'm always shocked that my nudes have it leaked, but if they ever do, trust and believe, I'm going to be like, well, it looks good, don't it?
0: <laughs> I'm so with you. Um, I haven't taken a nude in a long time, but when I was on the dating scene and doing all of that, it was you would Facetune a nude. I'm sorry, like I. If a guy sends a picture of his lovely ass and there's a humongous pimple on it, like, I don't want to see that picture. Like, just do a little right. brush, brush, you know. Brush, or a brush. little patch, patch. Exactly. Yeah, a little patch, patch. And there we go. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Queening Out. And we are going to get into episode two of All-Star 7 because it was a jam-packed two episode they surprise us with. And it's Snatch Game. So we'll be back, back with Queening Out. And we are
1: back. Welcome to Queening Out with your hostesses, Miss Laganja Estranja and my incredible partner in crime. Al, Joseph Shepard. Yes, and we are here to review episode two of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Season 7 All Winners Cycle. I swear to God, these titles get longer and longer and longer.
0: And then we have the legendary legend, 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 legend badge. Exactly, girl. Exactly.
1: Um now look this episode we or this week we were gifted not only with one but two episodes which is just crazy i couldn't even believe that they were like giving away this much so soon and not only did we get the reading challenge in the first episode but in the second episode we got a snatch game where they played not only one but two Characters. So Joseph, let's break this down and let's figure out what you thought of all of this shenanigan.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna go into this first snatch game. I'm gonna briefly go over who each person played, and then I'm gonna tell you my absolute favorites. So we had Monet Exchange, and she was playing uh Mike Tyson, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, we hilarious. had Raja playing Madame and I don't know where this is from. Do you know where this is from? So I actually do. You know, I recently went to P-Town, Provincetown,
1: which is uh, out, out of Massachusetts. Legendary gay town. Have you ever been? No, I have not. Oh, my God. You got to go. It's like so iconic. It's the gayest place I've ever been in my life. Like, truly the gayest place. And Madam is in Puppet was a puppet, still is a puppet. That's very, that was very popular back in the day. She was on TV and she was known for having this sort of drag queen-like presence and and kind of like a Joan Rivers, someone who was kind of dirty and made dirty jokes and, you know, was very inappropriate. And she actually currently lives at the Pilgrim House, which is where I was performing. So I learned from them about Madam. And I think there's actually... You know, talking going on about bringing her back to life. Oh. The person, Marlon Waynes, I believe, was the man who used to you know, work the puppet and created the iconic voice and everything, uh, who's no longer with us. So I think they have maybe found a replacement to bring her back, back, back again. So it was really cool to, cause I just learned this info, um, to see that puppet come to life. I really think Raja did an amazing job with that character. And while it was maybe a bolder choice because a lot of the younger generation didn't know who she was, it is an icon in our community. So
0: I loved it. I died. I loved the little strings on the hands. I the face, like literally, oh my goodness. Um, everything was there for me. We had the Vivian and she had Joanna Lumley. Um, Trinity was the devil. Jinx was Natasha Leone. We had Evie Oddly as Rico Nasty. We had Shea Koule as Elsa Majimbo and Jada Essence Hall as Prince. So, Laganja, who would you say were your your favorites out of of this first group? Well, I definitely loved Trinity's Lucy Fur,
1: the gay Satan. I thought that was hysterical, and the look was so correct. Uh, Monet was absolutely a standout for me, too. The scribbling on the face, I mean, the whole, just the whole thing, it was just so funny and over the top. And I also really enjoyed Evie as Rico Nasty. I love Rico Nasty. I listen to a lot of her music. I know a lot about her. So I totally saw where Evie was going with the character and I thought it was really successful.
0: I I cannot agree with you more on the Trinity as the devil. It gave, the Lucy and just the, when that gay voice came out, I was like, this girl... Plan this out. This is so smart. I cannot wait to get into the She-Devil by Night controversy with you in a second, Laganja. We get to talk about more about this devil. Um, also, Jada Essence Hall was so bad that I was laughing my ass off. Just like her, she kept going, hee hee! And I was like, isn't that Michael Jackson? Why are we, why are we, hee hee! I, I was dead. Jinx's version of Natasha Leone, I thought was also great, and the voice and how she captured her. I thought that this was a very strong first round of a Snatch Game, compared especially to season 14.
1: Now, interesting fun fact that I learned from Jada um, is that this round one was actually filmed second. So they showed it in reverse, which I thought was really interesting. Um, You know, I think because maybe everyone warmed up, right? And so they were like, or maybe people got tired, and so I don't know. I don't know why they reversed it, but I just thought that was an interesting little tidbit that I can share with all of our listeners that this was actually
0: filmed in reverse. That makes me question everything now. That's so funny. Thank you for spilling some tea, Laganja, your little- The magic of TV. She, Laganja's going to all of her sister's dressing room doors with a notepad, journalistic tape recorder, and she's getting the tea. Oh, yes, Mama. I took notes. (laughs) Uh, Next, we have our second Snatch Game. We had the Vivian as Catherine Tate. We had Evie Oddly as the Boogeyman. Trinity the Tuck as Leslie Jordan. Uh, Jada Essence Hall as Lady Chablis. We had Shake Coulee as Miss J. Uh, we had Raja as Diana Vreeland, Monet Exchange as Martin Lawrence, and Judy Garland by Jinx Monsoon. I'm sorry this this was probably this was the best snatch game character I've ever seen. Miss Judy Garland. I don't know what it was that Jinx did. I love that Jinx brought in Dave from season five, her partner, and was like, you know, you didn't kill Judy Garland. I loved the looking at the camera and the singing. I, Jinx had me there. What about you?
1: Yeah, I loved her as Judy Garland. I will admit I thought her, uh, Natasha, was a little disappointing, but I loved, loved, loved the Judy. It was just spot on. It was so funny. I thought she, you know, as always, really brought it home. We know her to be a snatch Uh, game crown winner and I think she definitely delivered. Um, I also really enjoyed uh, again, Trinity the Tuck as Leslie Jordan. It was hysterical the way she popped up like that. I mean, it was just I really thought she was going to win this challenge. I'm not going to lie, because I felt like her two characters were both equally strong and so creative and so out of the box. Um, So, yeah. And I, of course, also want to throw a little nod out to Evie as the boogeyman, as in like the 1970s, get down, get your groove on boogeyman. Again, you see, I love the way that this woman thinks. It's so outside of the box and it's so different. And the way she interprets things is just so uniquely her. So I loved the boogeyman.
0: I think, too, when you said Trinity as Leslie Jordan, I was dying at the very end when Ch- Judy Garland or Jinx was singing and was like, and may the best woman win. And then Trinity was like, they changed it to drag queen. That part I was was dead. Iconic. Dead. So good. These two Snatch Games, I will say, totally made up for season 14. I thought that. There wasn't really an awful performance. There were just some performances that were not as bold as others, I would say.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, like I was kind of shocked that Shea Coulee chose Elsa. Um, I'd never heard of her. I always think when people pick people who are on Instagram, it's like, you know, you have to remember now there are 40 million people who have over a million followers. I don't know if you knew that fact, but like, you know, I remember back in the day, like when you hit a million, that was like, oh, you're like a real Star celebrity, but nowadays, like, there's a million people, there's 40 million people who have over a million followers on Instagram. So, wow, that choice for me was a little like lackluster. But again, then when she was Miss J, I loved it. So, you know, I think, like you said, no one was bad. Yeah. um, But there were definitely characters that didn't, you know, live up to the strength as someone like a Judy Garland or the Lucifer.
0: And before we get into our time warp, so we can talk about your little time on the Snatch Game, I thought I would spill some tea. Are you ready for some tea, Laganja? I'm ready. So, we do not, there is no confirmation on if this is real, this is a rumor, but I would like to talk about Trinity as the Devil because I believe it was done intentionally. So, about a year ago, there was some rumblings on a Reddit forum that Trinity had an account called She Devil By Night. And that was her commenting on different people's posts in the Drag Race Reddit forums. And so all the things that this She Devil By Night was commenting on were backing up Trinity the Tuck in every shape, form, or way. So if somebody was like, Trinity was awful, it would be like, What are you talking about? Trinity is the best, da-da-da-da-da. But she was using phrases that Trinity would use. Then she ended up saying, I guess in some shape, form, or way, that she was a trans woman. And then all of her emojis were not white people. They were predominantly black emojis, emojis that she was using. So then everybody on Reddit, of course, ended up saying, you know what? she Trinity is claiming that she is a black trans woman. So it became this whole controversy. So what I think happened is I think, because Trinity also had said, oh yeah, that is me before people went in and tried to like find stuff. And then she was like, no, it's not. I think Trinity thought smart and she said, you know what? They called me, they said that I was the she devil by night. Now, if I become the devil, all of this stuff will wash away on Google.
1: Smart. Yeah. I never heard about any of this controversy. I live for it. It's so funny to me. And, you know, to think a queen would create another account to back herself up. I'm like, (laughs) I love it. Like, I love it. Queens are crafty, you know, props to you. Do your thing. Um, You know, and I think ultimately, even if she wasn't that and she heard that this was the tea, it was smart of her to be like, oh, y'all want to see Devil? I'll show you Devil,
0: you know? It's so smart at the end of the day because I mean, maybe she did it unintentionally, but if she did it intentionally, very fucking smart, Trinity. And you killed the character. Um, but that was my my little tea. I love it. I love that you
1: spilt that with me. And,
0: you know, wait, do
1: you, do you hear that? Oh, I think I do. Is it time for... The, the Time Warp! warp.
0: That's oh. right! Time to go back, back, back again into season six. Oh, we're back in season six. It is the Snatch Game. You... Our Rachel Zoe, now gone. And I a robotic it. voice.
1: <laughs> I had a robot voice, and Bianca was sure to point that out to me and be like, why is Rachel Zoe a robot? And I was like, why are you such a bitch? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I still stand by the performance it may have not been very good but kind of like you know with jada where it was so bad it was funny and we like went with it because she was so committed i still think for myself that's how i was you know i loved that i had all of my little props in front of me and was changing my jewelry and changing my outfit i feel like i hit all of her you know classic taglines but um yeah, it was pretty bad. No, it was definitely pretty bad. I, I, you know, I'll own that for sure. Um, But, you know, what was really cool is I got to meet Rachel Zoe after the fact, and uh, I ended up becoming really good friends with her assistant, Joey Malouf. We're still friends to this day. And, uh, you know, I got to meet Rachel because he watches the show. So he knew I had played her. So Aww. he, t- it was a book signing and I waited in line dressed as her. And uh, it was just such a special moment. I got to meet her and the whole team and her husband, and they were so kind to me. And, uh, you know, I loved the Rachel Zoe show. I wish it was still happening. It was so uh, bananas to me.
0: Was that the first choice that you had for Snatch Game?
1: No, my first choice was actually Ellen DeGeneres. Really? I know, right? And I was just like going to get up and dance around. And I don't know why I chickened out at the end. I don't really remember. But I'm pretty sure for my audition tape, I used Ellen DeGeneres.
0: I have heard from lots of girls that Snatch Game in the earlier seasons was hours long of a process. And that the jokes and going back and forth, it's not that easy, quick scene. There's a lot of dead air. You don't have laughter. What is it like in that process? studio i guess you would say
1: yeah it was the hardest challenge by far for me it was just it was so uncomfortable i mean truly it was so uncomfortable and that's when people like why don't you go back to the show i'm like because there were moments like snatch game that truly give me ptsd and if i had to do that again i would freak out like it is like the longest improv game you will ever play And, you know, like you said, it is highly edited. So we're not seeing those moments where the question is asked. Then we have to write our answer. Then each individual person gives their answer. So it takes quite some time. And there are people like Jinx or in my season, like Bianca, who are so good and who are so quick witted that it's like you just can't even compete with them because they're so smart and they're so their character. And so on their toes that it's like, every time you think you're about to be funny, girl, they've already been funny (laughs) or even funnier than what you thought you were going to say, you know? So it was definitely really stressful and I hated it. I I downright hated it. It was just such a horrible process. And I knew I was bombing from the beginning and I just kept trying so hard to unbomb myself, but I just couldn't. So, yeah, uh, again, I, I'm proud of myself for getting through it. I still own the performance to this day, but uh, by the grace of God, I will never do that again. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. It is your favorite time, or at least my favorite time. Oh. It's time to wear it, you wear it well. or tear it. Okay, now the runway theme for this week was the pleather principle. And um, now while Miss RuPaul did not come out in pleather, I have to admit, this is one of the most gorgeous looks she's ever had. I mean, that makeup, uh, so beautiful. The way that blue was popping on her eyelid, I was living. But I'm always curious as to why she doesn't try to fit the theme of the runway. I guess because she doesn't have to, but it would be kind of nice, right? To like see her in one of these looks. But yeah.
0: I agree. Neither here nor there. There's one thing I don't like about this and it's the granny hair. That's it. So it's only okay when Raja wears it? Does Raja wear granny hair like this? Well, she wears it gray. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think my thing is that it looks like my grandmother's hair. Literally that looks like my grandmother's hair. Your my- grandmother was fierce. She had coifted hair. You know what? Now thinking about that, yes. My grandmother's hair was always on point. I don't... My grandmother's hair was a wig. <laughs> but it was a
1: sickening wig, okay? She was blonde and big hair until the day she died. She would put that makeup on every single day. God love her.
0: Rest in peace. That's right, mama. Mm.
1: Well, first up to this runway, we have Miss Monet Exchange. And I'm sorry, this is a wear it. Oh, it is- Oh,
0: 100%. The- you wear it well.
1: Fabulous. She is giving us this beautiful Abs of God corset with this ginormous bow. I mean, it's just, it's so cool. It's so different. I love that she just kept the necklace, the neckline so simple. She's got this gorgeous finger wave on. She looks gorgeous.
0: I agree with you 100%. This is beautiful. And it's exactly like how um, Rue said too about pleather and seeing it in this color. Like, I love this color. I wouldn't have expected this. Looks great on her. Monet looks beautiful. Up next, we have Miss Trinity,
1: the tuck, giving us a puffer jacket. And I'm going to have to puff, puff, pass on this look. It's a tarot for me. I, again, am loving the trans colors. Thanks for representing us, doll. But I just felt like the silhouette just gave her lumpy-dumpy. And even though she had that great tuck, as she always does, The top just wasn't working for me.
0: I agree with that 100%. I think that the color scheme is beautiful on her, but I do think that the puffiness on both the top and then where the stomach is, it kind of looks like a little stomach roll. And I think that unintentionally that's what happened. Um, But I think that if it was just those puff sleeves and maybe one, not like a, a crease in the middle of the stomach thing, I think that that'd be great. Like, it's cute. Yeah, I feel like, you know, Cheat Day sums it up for me. <laughs> I, I, I'm tearing it. Tearing it. All right. Up
1: next to the runway, we have Miss Evie Oddly giving us sort of this kind of anime vibration. Now... um This isn't just not my style. I got to admit, I don't think it's a bad look. I think she is delivering, um, but it is a tarot for me. I think flats on the runway are always a no-no. And um, yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't my vibe.
0: I agree with you 100%. I also think that my issue became that I loved from the chin up. I think that that is gorgeous. I believe that everything from the neck down looks very, like, cheap 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 leather like the other girls somehow managed to do something and maybe they use real leather I have no idea but it doesn't look as shiny it looks a little bit more dull the other girls and that to me gives off a less cheap look I guess you would say but I love everything from the neck up
1: but in fairness okay the The other looks we were looking at weren't really pleather, and this is pleather. Pleather is shiny, fake leather. So she really is actually giving us what pleather is, but you're right. Because the others interpreted it in such a way where it was made of more expensive material, this did come off a little, like, hot topic.
0: Correct. We have Raja up next in a blue, kind of like turquoise. Is it snakeskin? Is that what that is? It does look like snakeskin, yeah. And then a red, long, knee-length overcoat. Is that what you would call that? Absolutely, yes, I would. Okay. Um, What do we think of this?
1: You know, I like it. It's definitely a wear-it for me, but I don't love it for some reason. I feel like... I don't know, I can't find anything wrong with it really. I think it's a great look and the fascinator reminds me of the one I wore on season six to enter the show and I love the red and blue. I love the little red tiny patch on the cuckoo. I love the crazy shoe. I mean, I like it. I like it, it's, it's a wear it for me. You wear it well. I'm just not like Monet's to me is so iconic and memorable whereas this one I think in time will get lost.
0: I am going to have to tear it. There's just, I would wear that blue if the blue snakeskin was in like a one piece or something. Like I think that it could look great, but for some reason this just isn't giving me what I want. So I would tear it. We have Miss Jinx Monsoon who's living out her um, Cinderella snow white fantasy. That's what I'm getting from this. I was expecting some birds to be chirping around her to her head. What do you think of this? You
1: know, not my favorite, I'll be honest. I think for her, it's amazing. She looks great. She looks elevated. But I don't think it's fair to judge people on like, well, for her, it's good. So for me, it's still a
0: tarot. But I do think she looks very well put together. And this is elevated for Miss Jinx Monsoon. I agree with everything you said 100%. Um, I wouldn't wear this, but I would say Jinx wore it well but just like you said it's elevated for jinx but it wouldn't be elevated for others
1: next up to the runway we have miss Shay Coule, giving us sort of this cat woman vibration which also i thought it was like sort of a nod probably not but in my mind it was a nod to the dixie chicks i don't know if you remember when they came back although didn't they change their name now they're just chicks the chicks yeah well, whatever they are, they had that album cover where they were written all over all the mm-hmm. words that they had been called. So that was kind of giving me that vibration. And I also think I might have spotted Ochre written across her chest. So I just want to say, hashtag the doors I've opened. And I love the look. I think it's great. I'd wear it. You wear it well.
0: I disagree with you 100%. I would, i tear it. I don't know what it is. It may honestly be the headpiece because I think that that, it looks like a little baby thong on the face. I think <laughs> I think that that's what it is. Um, I understand where she was going, but not a fae for me. Not so the baby staring. thongs. Well, that it looks like a baby thong. Like you put your two little legs in there and then... All right, Jada Essence Hall because Laganja was giving me a look. What do we think about this matrix? sensual blade runner type uh outfit. I love the look. I Same. mean again, again
1: technically it's not pleather. It is a a fake alligator skin, but it is giving the shine. It is giving that vibration and I just think she looks so cool. Are you kidding? The hair is gorgeous. She she just looked like a pop star, like literally in my notes, let me see what I wrote down. Jada is serving early 1990s 2000 Y2K pussy bitch you wish you could never, yes. So that's how I felt, that's how I felt. It's a yes, it's a wear it.
0: Totally, Um, it's a wear it for me. Um, And then I'm gonna quickly, we're gonna go over this last few bit because um, I don't know if our listeners know, you are about to have to pop on over to Jinx Monsoon's podcast. I sure am, but before I do that, we can't
1: skip our last girl, which is- Oh no, we're not. This Vivi girl. She is looking gorgeous. I, again, am so impressed with her. I'm like, yes, she is giving me current. She is giving me fashion. And more importantly, she is giving us pleather.
0: It's a wear it. Exactly, a wear it for me. I love that the shoes are also in the pleather and that they match fully. Wear it. You wear it well. And that was our runway. Our top two end up being Jinx Monsoon and Trinity the Tuck. They lip sync to Rumor Has It. Jinx wins her $10,000 and she blocks Shay Kueh. Smart choice. I mean, it really is. It's a
1: great choice. I would have done the same. I think Shay is absolutely slaying the competition. So I uh, didn't blame Jinx for doing that. The lip sync for me was... um. It was a, okay. Yeah. It was okay. I thought Trinity was actually better. I liked the way that she kind of brought humor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far we haven't really had a lip sync yet that I'm 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 super excited about. So hopefully in these next coming episodes
0: we're gonna get something a little bit more current. Physical by Laganja Estranja falling down from the sky again. Well you know, I mean. <laughs> Um, so after these two episodes, we are left with Jinx with one star, Shay with one star, and Monet with one star. Do you think that these are gonna be the front runners for the season? Honestly, yeah. yeah. I really do. I really do.
1: I mean, if I had to pick someone, I, I'm definitely betting on Shay right now, but I can see Jinx and Monet in the top with her, no, no doubt. Same. I agree.
0: Well and Trinity. And Trinity yes, too. I think yes. Trinity's really killing it. She is totally killing it. Well, it's time for What You Missed and Untucked. That's good, I didn't watch it. The Pink Furry Box was brought back, which you and I (gasps) can talk about next episode. (gasps) Jinx um, was talked about and discussed as the trade of the world, because apparently she's been getting it a lot on tour. Um, And Daphne Guinness, who was the guest judge, ended up signing Jinx Monsoon's wig. And that's what you missed in untuck. So next week, we are going to jump into the pink furry box and talk all about Laganja and her pink furry box. So thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Queening Out on the Dip. We have new shows every Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe to our show and you can rate
1: and review us on your podcast app. So please Go ahead on over there and show us some love.
0: And send us an email at LaganJoes at gmail.com. And we might read it on the show next week. That's LaganJoes, L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S at gmail.com. And if you have any burning or yearning questions
1: for Joseph and I, or just about Drag Race in general, call and leave us a message at 323 607 511 Six. And you never
0: know, we might play it on the show next week. And be sure to follow us at Gaja Estrada and at Joseph A. Shepherd on the socials. Also, make sure to follow at The Dip for all things pod. Plus, head on over to
1: The Dip, that's D-I-P-P dot com, to keep the conversation going with us.
0: And um, before we head out, I want to say Laganja, congratulations because our first episode of the pod hit the top 200 on the iTunes charts of TV and film. So, so yeah, our first episode did that. So you guys better get us um, to the top 100 this coming week. And we're just going to keep coming for you. So I'm Joseph Shepard. And you're going to keep coming. I love
1: oh, that yes. one, guys. <laughs> All over me, Gorge, <laughs> and I'm Laganja Strongja, and thank you for listening to <gasps> Queen, Queen Out! Out. Woo! Expose yourself. Ooh. Show them what
0: you're all about. Giraffe.